Hey, this is Dr. Gray, and I want to interrupt this podcast because I am thrilled to announce that my book, The Pre-Med Playbook, Guide to the Medical School Interview, is hitting bookshelves on June 6, 2017. If you pre-order a copy today from Barnes & Noble and submit your receipt to me, I'll give you lifetime access to our 13-part video series on the medical school interview and one-month access to our amazing brand-new mock interview platform starting whenever you want. That's almost $100 worth of our products for pre-ordering the paperback book specifically from Barnes & Noble. Text the word PREORDER to 44222. Again, text the word PREORDER to 44222, and I'll give you instructions on what to do next. The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 76. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Now, welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast, where we take questions directly from the Old Pre-Meds forms and answer them here on the podcast. Now, I've been to a lot of pre-med conferences lately and even went to a pre-med advisor conference recently in Portland, Oregon, talked to a lot of post-bac program advisors and program directors and everything else. And a lot of them are familiar with the old pre-med's name in the world and, and the students that come from it. But some of them were like, what the heck is an old pre-med? And so I had to explain to them. So if you are still unsure about what an old pre-med is, the name comes from the National Society of Non-Traditional Pre-Medical and Medical Students. And the easy way to say that is old pre-med. So if you are a non-traditional student in any way, including the fact that maybe you were pre-med in undergrad but didn't do well and now are coming back and trying to improve your grades, do a post-bac, do a SMP, whatever it may be, you are an old pre-med. Wear it proudly. All right, so today's question, again, pulled directly from the oldpremeds.org forms, is somebody who said, new guy here, and it's a nurse who is asking about the transition to medical school. So let me go ahead and talk uh, about his story here. It says, I'm 27 and have been a nurse for about five years now, currently working in a busy urban ER. I fell into nursing somewhat serendipitously and got lucky, lucky that I enjoyed it. My path to nursing was itself atypical, but that's another story. I very much enjoy my job, but since the second semester of nursing school, I knew that I was eventually going to want to be a provider or be in a provider role. Prior to nursing school, I had never really been exposed to healthcare science, and I quickly fell in love with anatomy, physiology, and patho as I was introduced to them. The obvious vertical movement for me at this point would be going to NP school, and while I've tried to convince myself that I'd be just as content with that, I know deep down that I wouldn't feel, feel fulfilled. In fact, at first, I was quite distraught with this conclusion. I, it was something of a diagnosis by exclusion because I desperately searched for something in the mid-level realm that I believed would be as satisfying. Unfortunately, it was something of a square peg, round hole situation, and I've come to accept 
with much support and coaxing from my family, that my path is the path of the old pre-med. I'm currently working on my prereqs with as much gusto as one can summon for something like organic chemistry and hoping to get in some research next year. So to the questions. How will admissions committees look upon my transition from nursing? Have any other nurses out there on here done this? And how did their nursing peers respond? How vital is shadowing if I log thousands of hours in patient care a year? All right, so let's get into these questions. So nursing to physician, not unheard of, not out of the ordinary. This happens to a lot of nurses where they get to a certain level and then they realize, oh, oh, shoot, I need more. I want more. A lot of it comes from internal drive. I want more knowledge. I want more expertise. And when you take that information and you get ready to talk about it in your personal statements and in your medical school applications and in your interviews, you need to externalize that motivation. You want that knowledge so that you can help patients. You want that knowledge so that Mrs. Smith, the one that you were just taking care of as a nurse, you can now take care of her as the physician. Now, I'm glad this poster realized that this quote-unquote mid-level provider wasn't going to be enough for him or her. So, and it's it's a guy because he's saying MERSE, a MERSE to MD. Um, so a male nurse. So he has discovered on his own that nursing uh, a nurse practitioner or PA wasn't going to be enough for him, which is great. For a lot of nurses, that next level up is plenty, and that's okay too. We need these quote-unquote mid-levels. Now, there's some, some, some angst in the community about what do we call nurses and PAs? Do we call them mid-levels? Do we call them something else? That's just what I'm going to call them because that's the easiest thing and, and most people understand that term. So for many nurses, mid-level is a perfect step and they'll be perfectly content there. For some, they need to go on and get their medical degree, whether it's MD or DO. And so this Merce figured it out for himself that he wanted to go on to get the medical degree. So are there people out there doing it? Yes. So when you look at my other podcast, the Pre-Med Years podcast, session 234, if you go to medicalschoolhq.net slash 234, it's an interview that I did with Sarah. She was a former cardiothoracic ICU nurse turned medical student. She's in medical school now as I'm recording this. She wants to be a cardiothoracic surgeon now. We discussed specifically in that interview what her peers thought. And she got a lot of pushback from her peers, but obviously not enough to dissuade her. Several weeks before that interview with Sarah, I did an interview with Renee. And Renee was a nurse and then an NP and then a, a PhD nurse educator. Now, Renee's story is a little bit different. She was session 229, so medical school HQ.net slash 229. In Renee's story, her history, she always wanted to be a doctor, but because she grew, grew up in a rural part of our country, the gender roles were very defined then, and she's 54, so think back 
40 years ago, and the gender roles were a little bit more defined, especially in a rural area. And so she, being a female, went to be a nurse, unfortunately. And now finally, at 54, she's in medical school realizing her dream. So do nurses go on? Yes, definitely, all the time. I'm working with one right now who is a nurse and who now wants to go to medical school. So it happens. So the question, uh, that's, so that's one of the questions, Are there any, is there anybody out there? The, the other question about how do, let me read it here, how will admissions committees look upon my transition from nursing? You're going to be looked at just like everybody else. They're not, what they're going to ask you to do, just like any other non-tread career changers, why are you changing your career? What is it about medicine that's drawing you away? What you don't want to do is talk about how, if this is true in your mind, how nursing sucks or nursing's not enough or I, I can't stand when physicians boss me around and they look down at me. You don't want to go that route. You want to talk about why medicine is drawing you away from nursing. Talk about those positive things about medicine, being a physician, what you will be able to offer your patients in the future. That's where you want to come from. So from an admissions committee standpoint, you're just like everybody else. Sure, it's pretty awesome that you have that much experience in a healthcare setting, being part of the healthcare team. That's definitely a cool thing and definitely favorable. All right, so we talked about how the nurses, how the peers look at you. Go back and listen to the episode I did with Sarah. Again, that was session 234, medical school HQ, and that's 234. And then the last question here, how vital is shadowing if I log thousands of hours in patient care a year? So here's a great question and a perfect opportunity to distinguish between clinical hours and shadowing. Those two are completely separate. Shadowing is your opportunity, even as a nurse who interacts with physicians most of the day, all day, part of the day, whatever it is. Shadowing allows you to take off your nurse hat and put on the shadow hat, the, the physician hat, and, and pretend to be a physician for the day and be that physician's shadow without worrying about your nursing duties. You need that shadowing hours, those shadowing hours, to solidify in your mind that difference between a nurse and a physician. Same, same team, different role. Just like even though a pitcher and a catcher are interacting all day long, that pitcher needs to put on that catcher's gear to realize what it's like to catch a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. A little bit different. First time I've used that analogy, let me know if it works. Um, so you need shadowing hours. You don't need a ton. I, I like to say have at least 40 hours. I, I hate giving hard numbers, but I always seem to have to give numbers for shadowing. At least 40 hours. If you can get up to 60, great. You don't need thousands of hours of shadowing. Obviously, all the clinical experience you do perfect. I would still try to get a little bit of clinical experience outside of your nursing role just, just to see. Um, I don't think it's really necessary, but just, just, to, just to see for yourself what it's like. So that's what I have for you. I hope that's helpful. If you're a nurse thinking about making this transition and you want to be a physician, don't be scared. Just go out and do it. 
going to take some work. It's going to take some time. It might take some money. It might decrease your current level of income because you might have to go part-time or whatever it is. The nursing um, schedules are pretty flexible. So you have a perfect opportunity to stay full-time as a nurse and still go back and earn the the courses and, and the credits that you need to fulfill those prereqs to get to medical school. So hopefully that helps. If you have any questions, thoughts about what it's like to go to medical school, questions about any of that as a non-traditional student, go to oldpremeds.org, register for an account if you don't already have one. The community over there is awesome. I know you will not regret it. It's free. Again, oldpremeds.org. I hope you have a great week. Catch us next week here at the Old Premeds Podcast.